in the love the number five. Welcome to the Got Till Five podcast. My name is Jesse Patrick Benz. I am joined by Maxwell Arthur Curtin. And um, Max has had a very hard day today. He's been working non-stop. So I've decided to take the lead. And it's all my doing. He's actually got a takeaway under the desk right now that he's eating. Um, he's broken his rule of broadcasting. He never eats when we're broadcasting, but he is this week. So yeah. how are you feeling, Max? 12 years of not eating on screen or in a microphone. And here I am. It's a very special day. Breaking the rules. Um, I'm good. I'm good. That was very weird for you to introduce. I wish you told me beforehand that you were going to be introducing. <laughs> I'm instead a of just cannon. screaming. I'm a maverick. I mean... I've got this far in life by just screaming. <laughs> like, why would I stop? Like, it's done, it's done me pretty well. If things don't go my way, I scream, and eventually they go my way. Sounds troubling for, for many reasons. Oh, we've got a comment already. Grommy, welcome to the show. Wrestling games? Maybe. Maybe from him, not from me, but we'll see. But um, just this so you is gotta, you got to tease him. you got to give him a oh, reason. Oh, I see. To keep Sorry. Watching. Oh, maybe. Maybe wrestling games from me. Who knows? Um, but no, so we're doing top five um, video games of all time. This seems vague, I know. Um, oh, wait. I thought we were doing favorites. Favorites. That's what I meant. Like top okay. in my head. My favorite are the top in my head. Do you know what I mean? So these are games that. Um, it's pretty broad, but I've, uh, for me at least, I've chosen games that literally have altered my life. And I've also wow. omitted games that we talked about a lot before. So um, I'll throw out there right now, like Pokemon Crystal would normally be in here. It's not because we've done a Pokemon episode in the past. Go back and watch that or listen to that. If you want to hear me talk about that in detail, same with a couple of Dreamcast games here and there or a couple of sort of just stuff that we talked about previously. So I've tried to break new ground with my choices here. Um, I don't I know if you've done the same, Max. No, Max is just going to go over the same old shit. So if you're not <laughs> watching this live and it's on Spotify or you're watching back on YouTube, just keep clicking that 15 seconds in the future button when Max yep. is talking until it gets yep. back to me. They do anyway. You don't need to give them that that tip. That's, I was literally go. doing that. I was listening to one of our old episodes and I was just skipping past yours because <laughs> I wanted to hear myself. <laughs> I wanted to know what my picks were because I couldn't. Doesn't remember. doesn't that raise alarm bells for you? Not me, just people around me. All right then, cool. Um, just the people who love me or try to <laughs> try to very hard. <laughs> Uh, no, I think that's fair. Because um, I, I kept thinking that like we've done this episode, we've done this episode, and I don't know if it was like we were on Game Till 5 or we've just spoken about the same games again and again. I don't know, but like it's it's a fun one to put together. we got clips as well to be talking about um, to showcase what we, we like and what's good about it instead of us describing through words. And to the Game Till 5 girls, we're, we're not stepping on your toes. This is We're we dying. Are. We are, but like, let me give them a reason. We're dying. We've got two episodes left, so we're we're going down memory lane, and we're we're picking our personal favorites. We're, we're logging what we like, and that's that's the long and short of it. So suck it. Exactly. I listened to a bit of Game Till Five the other day. I hadn't listened to it in ages, and I enjoyed it. So if you're listening to this, girls, well done. Yeah, and people who are sick of me and Jesse, go check it out. It's like us, but games and girls. Mm. Sounds brilliant, actually. <laughs> That's yeah. a really good sell. <laughs> Why are you guys here? <laughs> Jesus. 
Clarence oh, and Jesse, but with tits. That's what yeah. we like to say. Right. Right. We've been preparing for this so long. I've nearly run out of my coffee already, and we're only five minutes into the show. Apologies, my friend. That? Not a lot, because uh, it's your turn to go first. Jesus. Um, right. Just, just jump right in there, shall we? Um, what is first? I gave you a list, but I didn't give you an order, and there's no order really, so I don't mind whatever you've. Whatever I you've just done wrote them in the order that you gave them to me. So uh, oh, God. here we go. Okay, we're starting with Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two on the PlayStation One. This game literally has, as you can probably see behind me, for people who are um, on the YouTubes or wherever else we stream on, I don't know, um, there's two skateboards. Is it mirrored, right? So I'm pointing this way. Um, two skateboards on the wall behind me that literally were in Tony Hawk games and I bought for that reason. I started skating because of this game. The way I dress is because of this game. My music taste is because of this game. It has lit- it literally shaped my teenagehood. I started playing this when I was like 10 years old or something. Um, and I didn't even own Tony Hawk's 2. I had it at my stepbrother's house. So I would go and visit my dad every other weekend. And he had this on the PlayStation 1. And that's the only time I would ever get to play it. And I would watch it and play it. Jamie Thomas was my favorite character. He, um, I think it was, it was either this game or the one before where he's in a hoodie that's up, a black hoodie, a black zero hoodie. And I was like, I just want to be him. I want to skate. I want to dress like that. And then I've discovered Rodney Mullen through this game as well, who became one of my favorite skaters of all time. And I was like, he's awesome. I, cause you unlock the videos at the end of the real life skating. So you're playing this in England, right? You don't see skateboarding on the street, or you didn't back then. Like, it just wasn't something people did until this game came out. And you were like, oh my God, this game's amazing. And then you got to the end and you saw real life people doing that shit. And it was like, holy fuck. Like, that's insane. That can actually be done in real life. And it made, I made my parents get me a skateboard for my, uh, for Christmas, I think it was. Um, I got a skateboard. And I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. So, like, to just ollie, to, like, jump in the air with the skateboard, you just press X, right? Piece of piss. So I went out Christmas Day on my skateboard and just went ass over tit, son, like, straight <laughs> away. Like, and I was, like, scared of my skateboard for ages. But um, Crummy, who I know is tuned in right now, and our friend Josh as well, the three of us um, just used to go out together skateboarding all the time. And it was awesome. And it was all because of this game that I got into skateboarding the soundtrack literally all the punk music that we love and we may be moving into a bit more after the death of this show who knows um is all my love of um of that sort of music is all from the soundtrack of this game um all the clothes i own are skateboard branded and they're all brands that featured in this game it just it showed a lifestyle to me that i was you know what i mean i was 10 11 years old i'd never really felt like i fitted in anywhere this showed me a scene and a world that I just felt like I belonged in. I was like, yes, that's me. Everything about this is me. And mm-hmm. it still is now. I'm 31 years old and I still dress like that. I still skateboard. I still listen to that music. Completely changed my life. Love the whole Tony Hawk franchise. It is literally life-changing. Amazing description. And 100% correct of just like, this was um the game for people like us who who weren't into i don't know if football were popular at this time but you know th- those kind of games this was like for us and it allowed us to kind of go oh so this is stuff i can be into like i'm not weird for liking wrestling and skateboarding and punk rock and all this kind of stuff it, it made it more mainstream and especially during this time when it came out this is when it did start getting popular 
And it kind of gave us a little thing to hang our hat on. And that's that's the most important thing as well. And as you say, it's, you know, God bless us, we're 30 years old. And all we did last summer was skateboard. Tony Hawk's 2 came out. We bought it again. Um, when I was out skating, I'd be listening to the same soundtrack and having a great old time. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's I, I literally believe that skateboard the only reason skateboarding is at all popular in britain is because of tony hawk games yeah because it certainly wasn't i mean it was sort of it was a second wave in america because they'd already had the 80s boom of vert skating and your rodney mullins and your um steve caballeros and people like that and your tony hawks he was an 80s star of like um all the vert stuff and the flat ground stuff but I feel like these games, they in America, it brought a second wave and your popsicle decks, which um, to the uninitiated are the decks that are lipped either side, which is your standard popular board you would see nowadays. That's very much a 90s invention that became popular because of these games. Yeah. Um, America got the second wave of skateboarding, but England, I think, or Britain got into skateboarding only because of the popularity of this game. Yeah, yeah, completely. And it, and it stayed within the culture as well. It, it's so great after um tony hawk one and two the remastered came out it's been so great just seeing so many people holding skateboards or walking around with skateboards and like just learning and you could tell they're learning because like you can see the underside of their deck and it's not that scratched up and all of this kind of stuff and it's them getting a love for it based off of you know a third wave if you will of these um ps4 remakes that have come in and it's so cool to see um as us as old men going welcome children yeah totally good to have you do you know do do you want me to sound like a real fucking old man right so i i don't know if this is a cheltenham thing or if you've noticed it as well um but um there's an awful lot of girls skateboarding now they just weren't around when we were kids and like and sort of i know it's like it makes me sound like such a prick but like i sort of see a girl i saw a girl skateboarding the other day through town and she did a kickflip right while she was skating along it's like, why the fuck shouldn't she do a kickflip? Everyone, you know, like, it's it's a standard thing to do a kickflip. But for some reason, because a girl did it, there was this moment where I just went, bloody hell, well done. You just don't, like, like no, why? You... you just don't see them. Or you didn't when we were kids. You didn't see no. girls on skateboards. You see them a lot more now, and it's awesome. Yeah, 100%. I was, I was going to make that point as well, that when we were growing up, it was just the guys. It was the guys that liked the wrestling. It was the guys that liked the. And I know we're going to get emails of like, I liked it. Like, yes, you're an exception. Well done. <laughs> we wish we could have hung out with you. Um, but now, as you say, like I'm seeing girls aged like 10 all the way up to like 16 and so carrying boards and, and riding and doing all this kind of stuff. And you're right. It's so cool to see. And it shouldn't be a big deal, but it is. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's I mean, a very it's cool. male-closed um, sport. Always has been. Yeah. And it's nice to kind of see it opening up and, like, with more positive influences. Um, the, the Brazilian skater in the new Tony Hawk's game, uh, Leticia something or other. Fonte or something like that? Yeah, something like that. She's an X Games gold medalist, incredibly talented, like, one of the best skaters going today. And having female role models and influences like that is probably what has led to this kind of boom insurgents which i welcome wholeheartedly yeah absolutely it's i mean yeah not to repeat myself but this game and the remakes that came out last year i think have sort of have have given the 
kids of today a lease on life that we had back then with these original games of like they're, they're seeing the clothes they're seeing characters and a sort of lifestyle and music in these games that they've never seen before and it's just it's like that is me that's my identity mm. and it's it's easy to be it's easy to maintain when when it's in you i don't know what it is but like it's just, yeah it's cool man there's a little boy who lives on my street man who's like he must be eight years old or something like that and i've never spoken to him i sort of wave to his dad every now and again but um the, the kid clearly dresses like he plays tony hawk do you know what i mean and he's mm -hmm. out there on his skateboard in the street every day just skating up and down like i did when i was a kid and it warms my heart it's awesome adopt him jesse adopt him as your own i went well Teach the dad away. Well, so the dad has seen me sort of go out on my skateboard and he keeps saying, oh, because he um, he goes down to the skate parks with his kid um, and he goes on his BMX. I've no idea if he actually does anything on his BMX or if he just sort of hangs out. But um, he's like, oh, you should come down and join us. And it's like, oh, that's nice. But he hasn't properly invited me yet. And it might be a bit weird, just like me, him and his child. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jesse. Yeah, exactly. But we'll see. Maybe he will. We have uh, Pacifico Clara for Steve's request. Oh, uh, Steve is asking what Max is drinking. Pacifico, is that a lager? Yeah. Yes, it's a Mexican lager. Cerveza for you cultured people. Ah, very nice. Mm. I was drinking coffee, <laughs> if you're interested, Steve. <laughs> All right, Steve. Thanks for joining. Um, yeah, great. And also, imagine being a kid when... Tony Hawks comes out, you get into skating, lockdown's happening. So you're oh, just like, ah, oh, these kids have got it made. Yeah. And Tony Hawk came out in the summer last year, right? It, it was a beautiful summer. So it was really sunny. There's fuck all people out, plenty of room to skate, plenty of room to learn and fall off without anyone seeing you, which is a very, very important when you're a teenager. You do not yeah. want people to see you when you fall off. Very um, even, now. even now, really. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like I was skating through London and I just wasn't paying attention and my wheel just hit a lip and I just, I stacked it and I just felt so embarrassed. Yeah. And I just, I just wanted to say to everyone like, it's fine. Yeah. I, I can stay on it. It's fine. I think I've it cracked happened. my shoulder, but it's fine. It is. Yeah. I came off um, a few months ago and uh, this, okay. And it was the same thing. I think I was crossing the road and there was no cars. So I just went across the road on my skateboard and the curb was a little bit higher than I anticipated and my wheel hit it and I came up as well. But there was only one girl that saw me as she was crossing the road in the opposite direction. But God bless her, she like just kept her eyes down and carried on walking, do you know what I mean? Which is the kind British of worse. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of worse because it's like, I know that you're embarrassed for me. <laughs> I can tell that you're really- <laughs> Acknowledge me. You don't even know me and you're ashamed of me. <laughs> Oh, we know that feeling all too well. All too well. <laughs> um, so my pick is in a similar vein. I wanted to kind of get the sporty ones out of the way first. Uh, okay. People who know me know that this is one of my favorite games. It's Tony Hawk, but without ah. wheels. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, but with a racing element, which is really with cool. a racing element as well. Um, the SSX franchise, for people who don't know, is uh, snowboarding. And there were two games before this, which were fairly successful, but they were very kind of linear in their gameplay and what they kind of did. Um, whereas when Tricky came out, it was a lot more, it, it, it felt into that early 2000s style of being like a little bit more, not punky, but like extreme sports were cool. You can do like crazy shit and tricks and stuff. His 
the Garibaldi first um, first one. Uh, so it felt, like, it felt like to me, so you had the original game, which was a pretty straight up realistic snowboarding game. Yeah. And then this, this is that game, but having taken acid. Yeah, exactly. You can do tricks that when you go snowboarding, you're like, ah, yeah, I can just, I can do whatever just Marty just did there. <laughs> and then a six-year-old rides over your corpse as you lie there in pain. That's, yeah. that's pretty much how it works. And you can't get air like that just normally. Um, but it was so cool because, again, with the Tony Hawk element of that extreme sports, you could customize your boards. All the characters were larger than life. Um, the tracks were just insane. And, and the characters themselves had such an identity and were voiced by fantastic actors they that really just names, kind of got you into it. Yeah, you Ed, had... Um, Eddie Eddie was voiced by David Arquette. Yeah. Uh, Macy Gray was a was character. huge at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jim Rose did a character called Simon. Jim Rose um, is massive in the circus world. So um, are you familiar with the Circus of Horrors? No. Educate me. Uh, well, okay, so the Circus of Horrors is um, a British um, touring circus for adults, which is all, which is full of like weird shit. It's like body modification, BDSM style, crazy circus, like for adults. And there's a lot of dwarfs, there's a lot of genital sort of twisting and stuff like that. Um, Jim Rose basically runs the American version of that. The Jim Rose Circus is just this macabre sort of vaudeville circus for grown-ups sort of depraved and awesome in all the best ways and um, he did one of our favorite characters simon his voice and um, mm. but he's founded this circus and so in the circus world he's a very respected um entrepreneur sort of character he's really cool excellent um yeah he and simon's a great character like a long neck goose like a long neck goose um and just it, it's so fun to play. I think there's only like 10 levels in, in turn. But yeah, you can either do a race or you can do a tricky mode. And tricky is where you max out your bar and it allows you to do crazy, insane um, tricks and stunts. And then the Run DMC tricky song plays in the background when you do it and you feel really cool. And the commentator's fantastic. There's just so much good stuff to this game. All and the music on the soundtrack, by the way, um, is all done by Mixmaster Mike, uh, which is fucking another awesome fun fact. as well. Yeah. Who you can unlock um, as a character. Yes. Like them, uh, which, yeah, another little fact that makes this game cool. It, it's a very, I wouldn't say niche because like a lot of people liked it, but th the style of what it produced, again, is around that Tony Hawk style of, of enjoyment. And there's like 10 levels in total. And I could play this again and again. Maybe I'm biased because this is the one game that if I have to challenge death for my life, I will pick this game. And I'll You are crazy there. good at this game. Yeah, it's your game. Sort of, It's your Tony Hawk to me, isn't it? Like yeah. I'm a bit autistic with Tony Hawk and you're like that yeah. with this game. No one can touch you on Tony Hawk and no one can touch me on SSX Tricky. And it's, yeah. it's a beautiful thing to kind of have. Um, I love Garibaldi. Like this is the opening level and it's just, insane for how it kind of kicks off tokyo yeah, megaplex as well is, is yeah you like good... that one that's the only one that's lapped isn't it yeah races yeah yeah and i'd love for them to kind of they've kind of left the ssx franchise alone now but it would be fantastic if they revisited it like they came out with the ssx game when we were living together so like 2012 was the last ssx game that came out nearly 10 years ago yeah, um, but that went, but they went realistic again. It felt like with that game, they did. You know they I mean? they merged it, so they ha they added characters like Moby, Zoe, um, 
the Japanese girl Kiara. Yeah. Kia, whatever her name was. Um, and they kind of added those people in, but as you said, from a realistic standpoint. Um, and then they introduced some tricky elements, but it just it wasn't the same ridiculousness that no, you want now. it to just be crazy like this. Like you just yeah. want it to be absolutely mental and unbelievable. That was completely the selling point of this. Yeah, like that trick there is just insane. Yeah. Um but I would wish that they would just do a remake of this. I, I know this is the trend at the moment for, for our generation of just like, well, just remake our favorites, re remake <laughs> them pretty so we can understand them. Yeah, I but still they think sell. this game holds up. But they sell exactly because we are the, the people with the money now. Like We're in that sweet spot where it's like, oh, we don't really have kids. We don't really have responsibility. <laughs> we don't really um, have kids. I <laughs> need <laughs> <laughs> that we pay attention to anyway. <laughs> So we can invest our money in 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 this shite, uh, which please, just please, just yeah, give me all my old games. Like Every game that me and Jesse are going to mention, just uh, give us the remake. We've already had Tony Hawk, and now we need Tricky as we kind of go forward. So, but I'm not content. I need more Tony Hawk now. So they remade Tony Hawk one and two. I need three and four. I need Tony Hawk Underground. I want you to remake it all for me, bitch. <laughs> never satisfied. We're never going to be satisfied <laughs> as, as long as we go. Um, but yeah, I so many happy memories of uni playing this game on my little PS2. Yeah, and, I've still uh, got my PS2 set up here and I've got Tricky. We'll have a game next time you come around. Yeah, yes, please. That would be delightful. And hopefully, I win because I've talked a big game now. So if I don't win, <laughs> we'll live stream it. Yeah. Oh God, no. <laughs> Uh, so that's my my number four, SSX Tricky on uh, the old PS2. God, that's a love it. Choice. Thank you, my friend. And so I'm just clicking buttons. So, right. how was your takeaway, by the way? Have you finished it now? Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. No, I'm still going. I'm just. You'll see my head just kind of dip down, like I'm giving, giving some giving some pleasure. Yeah. Uh, on the female stream sports, what about Matt Hoffman? Yes, Matt Hoffman BMX. Um, Bless my mother. She when Tony Hawk came out and it was like the big popular game. I was I was talking about it for ages and I was like, oh, I really want it. I really want it. And she went to Safeway one day in in Tewkesbury, and she she went in and she's like, oh, I picked up one of those extreme sports games you like for the PS One. I was like, yes, I got Tony Hawk. And she handed me Matt Hoffman's BMX. Oh, it's like that bit of the Simpsons it, when, when Marge yeah, buys Bart the golfing game. <laughs> Instead of Bloodstorm, because yeah. that's what he wants. But honestly, I was like, oh, thank you. She bought me that, and it was like a surfing game. It was like the... Sean Ryder. Was it Sean Ryder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is, these are all the games that were made because Tony Hawk was so popular. So they were yeah. like, holy shit, we just took a, a famous skateboarder, put his name on it, and it sold really well. Let's do the same with surfing and BMXing and take like the big names from that. Which was a nice idea, but none of them took off like Tony Hawk did. Yeah, but to her credit, I love that Matt Hoffman game. Yeah, um, it was a good game, the Matt Hoffman game. It was a good game. I had a, a lot of fun. I was very resentful for the first hour. Just, I'm not fucking Ollie, <laughs> no, am I? I've never shown you that. Um, I must have showed you um, Razor Freestyle, which is the mini scooter game on the PlayStation 1 that I spent yes. a lot of my childhood playing. And that had a really good soundtrack. Um, it Isn't was only like of, um, Sloppy, Sloppy Meat Eaters. Meat Eaters. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so there's a band called Sloppy Meat Eaters on the soundtrack who are awesome. If anyone's into their pop punk, go and check them out. They're a very unknown but awesome band who are long gone now, but um, from um, Orange County, I think. Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, very good. There's a few other bad. But yeah, check out that soundtrack, anyone who likes pop punk, because it's all niche garage punk, but it's really good. Uh, but yeah, that was a bad game that was, again, made because of the success of the Tony Hawk games. Yeah, if it's got wheels, let's chuck it on a game and see what happens. Exactly. You have selected uh, Power Drive. Power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an aggressive inline. I don't remember aggressive inline. But again, uh, wheels, everything. Yeah, Jet Set Radio would be um, an honourable mention. It's not in my list, but it very nearly was as one of my favourite games of all time. And that was definitely influenced by all this as well. That was a rollerblading game that they put in like graffiti and stuff as well. Um, really good game on the Dreamcast. It's on Steam now as well, if anyone hasn't played that and likes their skateboardy slash rollerblading games. It's fucking awesome. Exactly. Um, also, everyone watching, hi, by the way. Um, this isn't just me and Jesse. Like, if you've got favorite video games, chuck them in the chat. We'd be interested to hear your favorites as well. So, uh, check those in the comments, please, and thank you. But, Jesse, number three Grand Theft Auto three. Number three, three. We work that well. So, uh, there's obviously been better GTA games since. Um, San Andreas was an incredible game. That's comes to mind in particular um gta 4 was pretty good gta 5 was amazing and mm -hmm. i know it's been around so long now that we we've sort of got used to it but gta 5 is seriously an incredible achievement in technology really when you think how vast that map is the fact that they can run that online thing relatively smoothly yeah. Um, the story and just it's incredible, but it all start. What, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Steve's still bitter. I was like, What's everyone's favorite games? And Steve <laughs> just goes, Not Breath of the Wild. Fuck that game. Steve hates Breath of the Wild. Uh, it's not in my list, it's not on my all time game, but it is awesome. So, fuck you. And I love that Steve is clearly still <laughs> playing it. So, oh, yeah. like, he's, yeah, he keeps saying how much he hates it. And then he puts messages in our little WhatsApp chat, like, oh, yeah, and the rain's a dick. And it's like, well, yeah, but, like, clearly you're still having a go. So it must be something that keeps drawing you back, my friend. But yeah. anyway, um, GTA 3 was the first sort of 3D sandbox game that I ever played. And holy shit, did it change my life. I played it at my mum's cousin's house for the first time when I was, like, 11. So we'd gone to visit my mum's cousin, who she hadn't seen since she was a kid. And so it was like, oh, we've got some catching up to do. Um, Jesse, just go and play um, his PS2. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went off and started playing it. And he had this game. I'm way too young to be playing it, but I, was, I started playing it. And I was like, Jesus. Like, I had never felt so free in a video game, if that makes sense. Like, it was mm -hmm. like I had this whole city in front of me. And I was like, fuck, I can go wherever I want. I can beat up whoever I want. I can do what I want. These missions are cool but I just quite enjoy running around. And then you find out about the cheats, which as a kid, Ooh. like the cheats change your life, right? It's like, oh my God. So I can get all these weapons. I can sort of keep regenerating my health. Um, the It's awesome. I could generate these crazy cars. It just, I've never felt so in control of a world. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. It was the first of its kind, especially this one. Because um, your GTA 1 and your GTA 2s was still very much that top-down view. Yeah. And then this just blew the whole thing open. Like, I honestly can't think in my head of a game that came before this. No. That gave you that freedom and look at look what you're doing. Drive around, like you say, beat up whoever you want. Do these missions, do that. It's amazing. To you kids, <laughs> it's so it looks so standard now. But imagine seeing this for the first time, a 3D world where you can just go anywhere. It's just no no limits, really. It was just amazing. 
Yes, Crummy. Yeah, the Banshee was an amazing car. I remember breaking it. You could break into like the car lot to, to get it out and smash the window of the car place to get the Banshee out. So good. Yeah, exactly. Um, how many hookers did you bang from Steve? Keeping it classy. Oh, um, as many as I could find. And again, as kids, like, obviously it was fucked up and we shouldn't have been playing it. But then you're like, oh, I'm going to have a sex worker. All it was was this car just going like... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And then you'd, move, then you'd move heaven and earth to try and get the camera around so you could actually see. You're like, oh, I might see some sex in this car. But they were just, they hadn't done the graphics of that. They're just sitting there. <laughs> They're just sitting in the car whilst it's like shaking. <laughs> Disappointed. Right, yeah. nothing's happening. And then obviously you um, kill the hooker after she leaves your car to get all your money back. That's standard. Obviously. And the money she made previously. Yeah, 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 that's uh, commission. Commission, exactly. Um, I still think this looks cool. I don't know if this has been upscaled, but it looks pretty sweet. Like, yeah, it's a little bit janky, but... Yeah, yeah it's no, it's still good. I still play it on Steam every now and again, and um, I dig it. It's good fun. Surprisingly, once you get the rhythm with the keyboard, it's surprisingly fun. Sort of, it feels like I really like computer games when you get really good at the keyboard as opposed to a controller because it kind of feels like you're playing an instrument. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just sort of, <laughs> and it's all going smoothly, and you're like, "This is awesome." This is how I feel when I play Abe's Exodus because I'm really good at that on the keyboard, and it's just like, "Oh, this is beautiful." I'm jumping over all the gaps. I'm not missing anything. This is a smooth. This is poetry in motion. <laughs> I, I know we said about remaking games and, and GTA 3 would be kind of cool, but it, it's a lot of the same worlds that we already know. The, the GTA that they need to remake was the GTA London, which came out on PC or PlayStation 1, whatever it was. Might have just been PC when it came out. Yeah. That game it was, was on insane. it was on it was on PS1 as well. Um, mm. I had it on PS1. But um, but yeah, it was amazing. But yeah, if they made a, a GTA today's standard GTA, so think GTA 5 with the graphics and the way it looks and everything and put it in London. Fuck, that'd be awesome. Maybe it would only appeal to people like us who actually know London. But like it's just oh, the idea of it. Like London is smaller than the GTA 5 map. <laughs> like in real life, yeah. do you know what I mean? So they could do it. And Oh man, it would be so cool to go visit real places in London in that game and just cause shit and blow shit up. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough about this game. It, it would always just be again. We were too young to play it, but then we continued playing it. Um, and you would just try and do crazy shit. Like I don't know what that plane's doing in the middle. It's about to go nine eleven. Someone. It, well, and... funnily enough, they were going to put planes in this game and then didn't last minute because of nine eleven. They took them out. So that's why you can't fly planes in this game. Fun fact. Was Vice City right after this? Yes, it was the next game. Mm, Vice City. Now that's a game. That was good, but I didn't, I kind of didn't like, again, obviously we're used to it now, but in GTA 3, you were a silent protagonist. So like you, your character didn't talk and didn't really have a personality. You just did what you were told. And I kind of preferred, suddenly in Vice City, your character spoke and had a personality and was like, why is cracking and stuff like that. And it was like, I didn't want that. I was like, no, I don't like that because I like using my imagination with games like this. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I can be who I want to be in this game. And uh, yeah. that's fair. This is the Banshee, I think, that Cromie was on about, that this guy's in now, the car that he's in now. Yeah, this guy, yeah it's a Banshee. <laughs> yeah. Good, good stuff, but and the, yeah, that artwork and stuff, and oh, just so good. And St Steve said earlier, San Andreas is his favorite, and I would agree. Like, if I was to go back to a GTA game, I would go back to San Andreas now. It is a better game, and I like, and the size of that map is amazing. But, um, 
this this game just gave me those the first time you see a game like that do you know what i mean it hits you in the face way more yeah exactly um and i think i remember actually completing this one like there's very rare gta games that i've actually completed and done stuff with and i think that's one of them where i've actually made the effort and and gone through and completed it gta 5 is another one um yeah i love that we're still playing gta 5 like me just and our friend matt we you know have little weekends where we play golf together and it's been great during <laughs> lockdown That's so old. Up. We, we go on gta and all we do is play golf we are getting so old literally we, we, we play tennis and golf yeah and we love it <laughs> we have such a lovely time <laughs> driving past her because just like good day <laughs> off to the golf course sorry can't, can't <laughs> I think that it wasn't GTA, was it? We played everybody's golf together, but um, I had an absolute nightmare on one of the courses. And the um, the profile picture of our group chat is still the plus 25 that I finished that round with. It will stay every time I have a look at it. It'll stay that way for a very long time. Excellent, excellent pick, my friend. Um, Mine, coming in at uh, number two for favorite video games of all time, is a lesser known Diddy. From uh, the PC days, Windows 1998. This was my earliest memory of playing a video game. Um, and a game that I could play properly and <laughs> well is uh, is Jazz Jack Rabbit. And I, I adore this game with all my heart. You're basically this intergalactic bunny and you are mad about turtles for some reason. Is this the green rabbit? It is the Green Rabbit, and in Jazz Jack Rabbit 2 specifically, you can kind of do co-op play with uh, a red rabbit called Spaz. So it nice. was uh, Jazz and Spaz that kind of came. And it's very typical kind of 90s um, platformer, where, as you can see, just jump, shoot, do all this kind of stuff, kill the turtles, rescue the princess from the turtles, if I remember correctly. Lovely. Pretty standard stuff. And I just think... The comedy and it was so good. Again, it just appealed to what would later become my personality. Uh, or maybe <laughs> this game caused my personality. I, I, I don't really know. But, you know, having a intergalactic green bunny with a bandana and a best mate called Spaz, which, funny enough, Jesse is my Spaz to my jazz. <laughs> I'll I always think, be the Spaz to your jazz. <laughs> I think this was a, a heavy influence on how my life was going to turn out. And I remember the big uh, the big CRT monitor of the Windows 95 uh, computer that we had. All you had was uh, Windows Encyclopedia uh, that you could go on. I had Jazz Jack Rabbit and then some other random games. And I'd spend hours, hours and hours on this shit just uh, going around and, yeah, having, having the best time in the world. Piss off advert. No one cares. <laughs> Lady. So I um never played the Jazz Jack Rabbit games, but I had a Jazz Jack Rabbit toy. Did you? I didn't know yes. this. And I never knew what it was until I met you and you showed me this Jazz Jack Rabbit game that you played when you were a kid. And I was like, holy fuck. So I had a little action figure of a green rabbit. And it was this. It was clearly Jazz Jack Rabbit from this game. I just had no idea what it was. And I just used to play with it when I was a kid. God knows where it came from. I think a car boot sale or something. Like it's so niche. Yeah, it's really kind of random. Power. I'll see if I can find a picture of it. Because surely someone else must have had a Jazz Jack Rabbit toy. But I would it, love one now. Hey, yeah. Zerd, thanks for coming on. Did I catch anything in time? Um, that's a very deep 
question, really. What does that Probably. mean? Is that like? What does that yeah. mean? <laughs> is, he, is he talking? Did I catch anything in time? I hope so. Um, your choices: Wind Waker or Okami. Solid choices. I've never played Okami. Okami. No, of... neither have I. Is that the one with the purple chick? Uh, I think purple it's the haired one with, girl. Like, the dog on. Oh wait, no, that's no, oh. that's um, a different one. I'm confused. Help us! What's Okami? <laughs> We know of it, but it's scaring us. Um, so check down the comments. Also, the text on this was awful. Like, who, who, the shit you could get away with in the nineties for these, um, these early games. This, this blue bunny queen. She was a nightmare to deal with. Is she, is she a boss? Yeah, this is like a, a, a middle kind of level boss. But this style of artwork of the early nineties um, or late nineties PC games is just so good. Like color man, it's like they discovered how to use color in video games and yeah. went, Fuck it, let's do all the color. <laughs> they just put like the most the brightest games you've ever seen in your life. Okami is the one with the dog with the anus. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yes, right. thank you. Thank you, Nintendo. Didn't know there was an anus involved. But, I don't, uh... yeah. I've played I've played some of that game um and really enjoyed it. I've got it on the Switch because they re-released it on the Switch store and I downloaded it and played it. And I, I did enjoy it. It had a very um, Ocarina of Time feel about it. Yes. Which, you know, if that's what I want. No one cares, Lacoste. Why are you being a dog? <laughs> just want to show people spazzy rabbits. Um, but I would totally get a Jazz Jack Rabbit tattoo on my face. I think you should. Yeah, cool. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll get spaz. You'll get spaz. And that, yeah. that would be the dream. That would be the absolute dream. Um, so if people have not played, I'm sure it must be easy to pick this up on like GOG or um, even maybe Steam will have it. Or you could probably just pick up an emulator for, for absolutely nothing. If you like old kind of platformy games um, and this art style, because I still think this looks pretty damn cool for 1998 yeah. in terms of what, what they were putting out there. It's challenging as all 90s platformers are where you will be on that first level until the day you die. Um, yeah. And you can do co-op. The co-op on this is fantastic. With uh, As we've mentioned, you can either be Jazz or you can be Spaz. And it says a lot about you as a person, depending on who you pick. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Uh, I feel like this this would have been perfect for you as a child, Jesse. Like, Sonic yeah, got I'm to you before, before Jazz did. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty much, yeah, Sonic, but without the without the speed. But I just realized that he's a hare and he's fighting turtles. There you go. Yeah. See, it's 25 years of my life. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Dark, dark times. Okay. So that's uh, my number two. Any excuse to talk about Jazz Jack Rabbit, as, as Jesse said, these are, these are the games that kind of influenced us um, and stuck with us as we grew up. And I think that's a perfect example. Yes, it is. So, on to number one for you. You can definitely tell what era we grew up in, can't you, based on these yeah. picks? And... <laughs> no, anyone who knows us or has listened to the podcast, the next two are not shocks, so apologies, people. We'll try and give you um, some new stuff, if we can. <laughs> and that's up there my top, maybe Hit and Run. Simpsons Hit and Run. Simpsons Hit and Run. I recently obtained that game, um, having never owned it. So really? I'm looking forward. Yeah, never owned it, but um, a friend was checking out a bunch of PS2 games, and I was like, oh, I'll take them off your hands. And um, one of them was Simpsons Hit and Run, so I'm going to give that a go at some point, maybe this weekend. Have you never actually played it, then? Never never played it. I've seen, I've seen footage of it, and I know it's a game that I would love, but never got around to actually playing it. 
You're going to get obsessed. Uh, yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me this weekend. Just Simpsons GTA, as far as I can yeah. tell. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much That's it. perfect. That's all you need. Uh, so at Jesse's number one slot, no surprise. Sonic 3 and Knuckles from the Sega Mega Drive, the Sega Genesis to our North American friends. Um, the... This, I mean, Sonic is was has always been one of my favorite franchises in video games. Being a Sonic Sonic fan, you put up with a lot of shit, right? <laughs> there is some terrible, terrible games. Um, the fan base gets on my nerves as well, uh, but just but there's some gold out there, especially the '90s Sonic games on um, Mega Drive and Dreamcast. There was some incredible games on there as well, but this game. Just blew my tits off. So I'd already played um, Sonic 2. It was the first Sonic game I played. I went back and played Sonic 1. Um, then Sonic 3. Then Sonic and Knuckles came out. And Sonic and Knuckles, the cartridge that you got, came with an extra slot on the top. And you could put Sonic 3 in that to make this Sonic 3 and Knuckles game, which basically gave you 16 levels, which was a huge amount of levels at the time. And it gave you the option to play as Knuckles, which was exciting at the time, because in Sonic 3, Knuckles was a bad guy. He was one of your enemies and you couldn't play as him. You just saw him and it was like, oh, he looks really cool, but he's just a bad guy. And then all of a sudden you can fucking be him in this game. And it was like, oh my God. And he can glide and he can climb up walls. And that was awesome. And it just, oh man, like we were talking about the colours. Look, look how much they're like wanking over the colours in this game. So they're like, yeah, we could just put all the colours in this game. It just looks, it still looks good to me now. I don't know if that's nostalgia talking, but I think for a 2D platformer, it looks just as good, if not better, than any 2D games that come out nowadays. And even this, yeah, so this is a special level that they do, um, the bonus level to get the Chaos Emeralds, but... Even that, even the 3D of this looks awesome. This is on a 32-bit console. I think it's mm. an incredible achievement. The soundtrack is awesome. And the reason that this game is very rarely re-released is because um, some of the music was written by Michael Jackson. Um, and then Michael Jackson got in trouble for allegedly touching little boys. And so they were like, okay, we don't want Michael Jackson's name in the credits. So they removed Michael Jackson's name from the credits, despite the fact that he'd written a lot of music for this game. And that has since been a long legal dispute with the Jackson estate and Sega, which is why when re-releases come of Sega games and stuff, Sonic 3 is very rarely included because it's on the Sonic 3 part of Sonic 3 and Knuckles that um, the Michael Jackson music is. That's an interesting fact for you. But just it's just a vast game. The idea that you could plug two games in to make a super game to a child is like just absolutely insane. It looks beautiful. Sonic is one of my favourite franchises, and this is the game that really cemented it for me, I think. Just incredible levels. The speed blew my tits off. Like, it's like you were saying, Jazz Jagrabber, without the speed, but I need the speed, Max. Like, <laughs> the, it's just, the fastness just is amazing. I've never seen anything so fast in my life, and I've been chasing that high ever since. <laughs> he really has. That's not an exaggeration. Hey. <laughs> His life is miserable. Yeah. Um, the thing that confused me when I was writing this down and putting like the little, you know, tagline here is why is it called Sonic 3 and Knuckles? Well, so Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles are two different games, right? So Sonic mm -hmm. 3 came out, which had which Knuckles was the bad guy in, not a playable character. You had eight levels. 
Um, ah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, they switched to Gary Glitter, who wrote some of the music, who obviously did nothing just, wrong and is absolutely fine. They just made um, a lot of terrible choices. Didn't they? <laughs> yes. I feel like that Sega... was like the king of pe- pedo picker out. Yeah, it? Sega just do generally, don't they? <laughs> they make bad choices with their games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Sonic 3, Sonic 3 and Knuckles was supposed to be one game, but they ran out of time in development. So they released Sonic 3, which was essentially the first half of the game. And then they released Sonic and Knuckles afterwards. And it was weird because Sonic 3 introduced a save function, which was, wasn't was in any other Sonic games. It was like, oh my God. So when we turn off the console and we turn it back on, it remembers what level you were on. That's insane. And um, then Sonic and Knuckles came out and it didn't have that, even though Sonic and Knuckles came out after which was really weird. Again, another Sega being Sega. But um, th- but then you could plug them in together and it would save your file. Uh, but yeah, that's why. So it was two separate games and you put them together. It is essentially adding Knuckles as a playable character and all the Sonic and Knuckles games. But add Knuckles has become a bit of a meme now. Like it's a cliche with Sonic stuff. It's like, if something's shit in in the Sonic world, there's fuck it, let's add Knuckles and it'll be cool. So like <laughs> anything, add Knuckles to the point where Sonic Mania, uh, the amazing um, sort of fan homage that was made by um, Christian Whitehead Game Company, um, which is one of the best Sonic games in years. There's a cheat mode in it called Add Knuckles, where you can just add Knuckles to like who follows you like Tails to anything. So you can be Knuckles and Knuckles and Knuckles and have like three Knuckles all running around because it makes things cooler. Amazing. Just yeah. with the facts. There you go. No question them. Um, amazing. Oh, we knew Sonic would be in there for you. Like it, it's your lifeblood and, and what you do. Um, love the Minish Gap Legend of Zelda. Yes. Uh, the Minish Cap. What's Minish Gap? It was. Um, a Legend of Zelda game. I think it's Minish Cap instead of Gap. Yeah, the Minish Cap. So it was on Game Boy Advance when oh, okay. it first kind of came out. Um, and it was the Legend of the Four Swords. Very cool game. And I don't think the Zelda games on the handhelds get as much love as they should, but they're uh, they're, they're really good games. Yeah. What they do. Um, yeah. Okay. So Sonic, is this your, your go-to? Because we've said many times that like I, I've never really got into, into Sonic because it's too fast for my little eyes. But uh, I love the, the later ones, like Generations and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, the Dreamcast ones. Did you ever play Sonic Adventure or Sonic Adventure 2 on the Dreamcast? I've watched you play it many times. So good. Just amazing games. I'd like almost brought in an RPG element, especially in Sonic Adventure, the first one, where you had like areas that you could just hang out in before going into the levels that was really cool the chows where you could like raise your own creatures like that was Mm -hmm. awesome uh they just brought in some mad shit but they were really good games really fast really cool but yeah sonic's still my go-to i've got i've got the mega drive collection which is um on the switch you can buy it you can get it on all consoles but i've got it on the switch and it's just my go-to like if i want to if i'm lying in bed i'm not quite ready for bed yet but i'll pick up the switch it's like yeah cool i could just jump on a sonic game and just play a couple of levels and have a lovely time and then not yeah. sleep because my eyes are just going like that. <laughs> he has a problem, folks. I haven't slept in years. Okay. So uh, my number one pick, and I want to, I saved a comment. Cromie literally posted a, uh, a comment before, right at the top of the show. And okay. he was right. <laughs> Here comes the Shemu circle jerk. I yeah. mean, come on, guys! Like you've you've watched our show for long enough now. You know, 
what we love. We, you know what influences us. And of course, Shenmue is going to be in this discussion. Interesting, though, because I would have gone with Shenmue 1 if it was me. Interesting. Well, we shall debate then. Um, Shenmue 2 just still sticks out for me because, again, with that GTA feeling of like, oh, look at this open world game that I can do anything, can go anywhere. Like, this was, again, Shenmue, where you can kind of walk around, meet people, explore all of Hong Kong, and just just have a great time. I don't know what else new we can say about Shenmue that we haven't said in like 100 other episodes. But um, it's great. There's the little autistic boy named Rio who's trying to avenge his dad. And he starts off in Japan, gets a job, gets distracted for a couple of hours. Yeah. And then he goes to Hong Kong to find out more information. Doesn't, gets distracted again by picking up uh, <laughs> some odd jobs in gambling. Falls into a nasty gambling habit. Yeah, and playing and... darts. I remember playing a lot of darts. And he plays darts funny. So when you play darts in Shenmue, uh, it goes first person just for the darts. And you have to press A at the perfect moment for him to throw the dart. But he's doing his hand like that. <laughs> he's playing dart. Who plays darts like that? Just walks around like that until he throws it. So Crummy's not happy. Sorry, <laughs> if we're... If we're on a higher plane than you, Crobby, maybe you just need to play the game. I don't think yeah. Crobby's ever played Shenmue. He'll be converted and, if he gives it a go. And, and got another comment here. So Beast. Yeah, people doesn't know. So, right. Shenmue, Ninturd. It's on. It was on the Sega Dreamcast. There was Shenmue 1, Shenmue 2. They put so much money into making this game that every single person who owned a Dreamcast would have had to buy it twice just for it to break even. So, obviously, it went bankrupt. Um, it's just incredible. It's a labor of love it's so open world it's like look at this it's so ahead of its time this was like 2001 or something yeah. when this came out and this is show me two show me one came out in like 2000 or 99, 99. and it just a oh man it's just it's incredible it just looks amazing you've got such a vast place to go it turned me into a complete like obsessed with japanese culture and stuff um it's yeah it's awesome but i would go with the first one over the second one because i like the small town feel yeah, it is a lot more kind of enclosed. It's a lot easier to kind of you deal feel like with you're part stuff. of a community in Shenmue. Yeah, exactly. You're oh Jesus, that guy's terrifying. Um, <laughs> you you do get proper invested, and it's the mini games that you get to play. The combat style is is amazing in terms of of what we've done. Ah, oh, Manmo Temple. I've cleaned your walls so many times. So a lot of people to give them um, a point of reference. The Yakuza games of today are very much considered spiritual successors of Shenmue. Shenmue was Yakuza before Yakuza. Yes, I think that's that's the best way to kind of describe it. And uh, Sleeping Dogs as well, to a to a degree, yeah. was was GTA meets Shenmue, which is yeah a fantastic way to kind of describe it. And here he is punching a tree. Yeah, oh yeah, learning a move. That's when you learn it. So there's a lot of fighting in this game Palm as well. But, but this game is oddly... Um, like, I mean, the, the biggest criticism of this game nowadays when people go back and play it is that there's a lot of monotonous tasks and it can be a bit boring and repetitive. But to me, it's like meditation. Yeah, like I play this game and you find yourself doing the same stuff all the time, whether it's learning these fight moves or like there's you have to you get a job in the first game driving a forklift. You just have to pick up boxes on your forklift and move them into the right place. And you do that eight hours a day, every day, and you get 50 yen per box or whatever. And 
that is just therapeutic to me. I don't know. I just like that repetitive, chilled out thing. And it's probably a bit of nostalgia as well, because I did it a lot when I was a kid. It's just chill. I like it. Yeah, we, we want chill. I'm just going to bring up the job element. <laughs> <laughs> just to show, just to show the the repetitive nature of it. Oh, this is this is in Shenmue two when yeah, you're not on the forklift. You're walking. You're helping a man carry boxes from one side to the next, which is a bit weird. Why would you ever do this as a job? Like just <laughs> and, and they move like six crates in it in a full day's worth of work, and they're like, <laughs> woo. And then the problem with this place is right outside of this work is there's just a gambling den right next door to it. So you get you you get your yeah, cash. You lose all you your money. Saving up to like go and rent your dad, and you're like, I just put a little bit on black. It's uh, not going to do any harm. But no, and the gambling. It's, it's not even win. putting it on black. It's like the most simple gambling game in the world. It's called high or low, and the the guy the dealer rolls a dice and goes high or low, and you go. Hi. Okay. Yeah, and then you just have to roll a higher number than him. That's all it is. You're just rolling dice, and you're betting like hundreds of dollars on this. Yeah, and it's super addictive, and that's yeah. how and that's how they kind of get you. Ah, oh, this lovely game, Lucky Hit. Would you like to play a game of Lucky? Would you hit? like to play a game of Lucky Hit? No, you'd like to help our planet, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you guys know how we feel about Shemu. They did a remastered that came out on um, PS4 and I presume PS5 now as well. So um, <clears throat> you can play it again. And... It's, very, it's always on sale on the PlayStation shop. So if anyone's interested, you can get Shenmue 1 and 2 yeah, and, re- and relive the magic. And the voice yeah. acting is appalling, which is good. Like the voice acting is so bad that it makes you love the game more because it's just comically awful. Like the, they clearly ran out of money by the time it came to the English dub, and they were just reading badly translated Japanese <laughs> stuff, and it's terrible. And but it's lovely. That's what makes it so good. Yeah, this guy nailed it. Yeah, he nailed it. Look at the skills. Uh, so much lucky hit has been uh, has been done in our lives. I'll tell you when I went to like this um, this business work event. And they always do like the free giveaways and this kind of stuff. And you enter in little competitions. I walked past this one booth and they had like a little lucky hit thing. They didn't call it lucky hit. And I wish to this day they'd gone, do you want a game of lucky hit? And I would have been like, yes. <laughs> but they were like, no oh, you got lucky hit. I know. And I, I went over and I was like, I know this game very well. So I walked over and she was like, oh, do you need me to explain the rules? And I was like, you're okay. <laughs> Just give me the disc. Babe. Just give me the disc. <laughs> so she gives me the disc and I, I line it up, drop it get it in the top prize immediately amazing it, yeah. it was like a cable it was like a shitty charging cable or something but <laughs> she just had this look on her face of just oh no <laughs> no one's won all day and i was like this is what i've trained for this, this is... kid's a hustler <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a that was a highlight of my life right now it's a, that's a key story um <clears throat> so that is the uh top five favorite games of myself and dear jesse benz it's what we love it's uh what we hold dear in, in any our honorable mentions that we can think of i mentioned abe's exodus earlier i'd certainly throw that in there that's a playstation one game that i yep. played a lot um the first spyro game is very close to me as well that was one of the mm-hmm. first games i owned on playstation one uh again a lot of them are playstation one i think i sort of a lot of my maturing in video games happened in the ps1 era um crush team racing when you could um, properly play them, right? Like you, yeah. you, you understood how to like, yeah, do stuff properly. Yeah, Crash Team Racing, Road Rash on the Mega Drive, um, yeah. huge fan of. 
Um, and still am to this day. I still stick that on on my Mega Drive sometimes. I love Road Rash. And it's a shame that they haven't re-released that on anything else. Um, <clears throat> what else do we love? Um, we've gone through all of that stuff. Wrestling games. We might as well. Crummy asked for it. Here Comes the Pain is the greatest wrestling game of all time on the PlayStation 2. And it's awesome. Ah, oh, Nintendo. Pokemon. He loves Mystery Dungeon. You've talked about this before, Nintendo. Um, and it's not a game that I've ever got around to playing, but I want to. They are good. They are good. I think Justin needs to needs to get on it. Um, yeah, wrestling games. Um, <clears throat> Here comes the pain. Obviously, is is the most perfect. But I also love the some of the SmackDown versus Raws. Uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2006. First time we get GM mode, or we yeah, get GM good GM mode. Still. 2005 was the first, but 06 was was better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fan- fantastic games. For for me, Gun Gun is a game I always go on about. It's the original kind of Red Dead. It was open world again, and it was way ahead of its time. You could scout people, kill Chinaman. It it was it was not a politically <laughs> correct game. It was not Chinaman. That's what they said. They said it was scalped from Chinaman. And I was like, mm, I don't feel comfortable about this. <laughs> but what a game, guys! What a game. Um, if we want to go I... more contemporary, things like I mean, st- the amount of hours I put into Stardew Valley suggests yeah. to me that it must be one of my favorite games because it's an obscene amount of hours streets of rage streets yes of rage. streets of rage 2 in particular was easily the best one yes um and they made a streets of rage 4 which um came out last year i think it was which was surprisingly good that was really yeah, awesome, very right? good we're just too old to have the patience to play it but incredible yeah. incredible i did games. complete it though yeah <clears throat> um yeah, Streets of Rage 2 was definitely the best, though. Yeah, that's another game I can still just... On that Mega Drive collection I was on about, it's just like, yeah, I can turn the Switch on. I can play a few rounds of Streets of Rage 2, a few levels um, before bed. Love that shit. Uh, but yeah, newer game, Stardew Valley. I'm obsessed with Hitman right yep. now. I don't know if you can put it in favourite of all time, but I've been playing a shit ton of it for about four years now since the first one came out, so something's going on there. <laughs> he's, he's consistent. Um, yeah, all Street Fighter as well. Uh, Crummy Street, yeah, all the good fight games. Um, I remember I played a lot of Street Fighter with Crummy because he had it, um, and I do enjoy it. But I've gone back to it lately, and it's fucking hard, man. Like yeah. Street Fighter, you really need to know your combos, and I don't. I just button mash, and I just lose a lot. It's really difficult game, Street Fighter. Tekken though is one fighting Tekken's game. Your I'm one. very good yeah. at. Yeah, that's the one I've always been good at. Everyone has their one, don't they? Everyone has their one fighting game that they're good at. What's yours? Uh, mine is really obscure. It's the Injustice series with all oh, the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. DC, DC characters. Yeah, yeah. Love that shit. Really good. Nice. But there's, yeah, there's so many games like uh, Pokemon. We, you know, if you guys watched our Pokemon special, you know how we feel about Gold and Heart Gold, Quicksilver, Crystal, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> Quicksilver. Whatever. You always did lesser <laughs> one, Soul Silver. Um, those, those were our games and. I didn't put it in this list because I was like, we literally just spoke about it two weeks ago, but it would have been in there without a doubt. And there's just so many. Um, I mean, Jesse, very much of an era. Uh, ooh, ooh, Nintendo's doing a top five. Oh, nice. Uh, a, Mystery Dungeon, really... Red Rescue, number four, Dark Souls, number three, Simpsons Hit and Run, number two, Zelda Wind Waker, number one, Okami. Excellent. Nice. I need to properly have a go at. Um... Akami, I think. Um, Simon uh, Crummy says school rivals. He means rival schools. Um, but oh, shit, I remember that game. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so um, Crummy came and visited me um, 
about a year ago. Remember that time in the summer where they said, oh, you can go in people's houses for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Crobby came around when we were allowed to do that. And um, we sat up here and played rival schools for the first time since we were kids on the PlayStation. And man, it was awesome. It's such a good game. So anyone who doesn't know that, it's a bit niche. It's made by um, Capcom. And it's a fighting game like Street Fighter, but a bit more 3D, sort of a bit more Tekken-y in its look. But all the characters were just kids from schools and you would just yeah. it would, and you you would be two characters so you could do tag team moves and basically tag each other in and out in it and um, just be schools against schools it was awesome it looked amazing as well like i love the art style in that game yeah it was very good can we can we go in each of us houses now i'm confused no not yet yeah. i think um we've got a bit more time I, Is it I like think... may 17th I think it's even further than that so i think um on may 17th or whatever it is we're then allowed like we're allowed there's no I, I don't know are we yeah I think... we're allowed inside pubs on the 17th oh, okay um i don't i haven't really been paying attention to it i just wait until someone tells me what the rules are but no i don't i don't think we can have stranger danger in our house for a while yet hopefully fingers crossed fingers crossed if they'll let us do it before the 100th episode it would be lovely to come and see you and do that in person that would be, oh, a, that'd be awesome a lovely little thing to do uh and speaking of which we're two episodes away from our grand finale our swan song goodbye to you all after four lovely lovely years and yeah these last well i guess next episode is our last proper top five and then the episode after that is the goodbye farewell circle jerk nice. so yeah. next week's our last top five scary there you go. stuff it'll be emotional stuff. it will be um but i enjoyed that it was a nice little trip down memory lane um it's I nice know. to talk in broad terms because like is. we always we always avoided the broad top fives because we thought we got a lot of fucking episodes to fill. So if we just go broad straight away, we'll run out of ideas. But now we've only got a couple left, so fuck it. Just nice and broad, favourite of all time, lovely stuff. Yeah, and it allows us to kind of talk about what we want and not be kind of shoehorned in. Exactly. So- yeah, thanks everyone for, for tuning into this episode. I can see a lot of you in that little number count there, so we appreciate you uh, joining us. It's always good to have you on the show. And as always, we'll be back next Thursday with episode 99. Until then, please subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms. It's greatly appreciated. We have some lovely, lovely merch going on at the moment, which you can find at gottill5.tmail.com worldwide shipping for all you foreign lot. And if there's a place that they want to go for all of this in one handy place, it is... Go get go get gotto5.com. God, you're going to wake up in your sleep in your 70s still still yelling that, aren't you? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> While your like, eyes are blinking from like Sonic and Streets of Rage and stuff. Yeah. Are you wearing your new NHL jersey, by the way? Yeah, Buffalo Sabres. It's very nice. It is very nice. Very sparkly. They have a very sparkly um, logo. Quite nice. Don't care for the Buffalo Sabres one bit, but you have a you have a nice nice jersey. Yeah, I, w- I would never betray my team by wearing another jersey, but hey, that's, I that's have many. You, you do I have you? Many. Yeah, uh, Slapshot Vintage, everyone. If you want to, if you're in the UK and you want to find a place to pick up hockey jerseys, they're uh, fantastic at what they do. Very good. <sighs> Done. Dallas Stars, man. Sorry, we won't talk about <laughs> hockey. The that. show we could talk oh, about. Oh man, I hate. I. I fucking miserable following Dallas Stars right now. I was like, yeah, I'll get into hockey. That's a nice new sport for me to enjoy. I support a shit football team, so let's support someone who does well in hockey. 
Not this year, my friends. They're, although there's there's still a whisper, like there's a chance they could get in the playoffs. But it makes it more exciting. Of... Like there's there's been two seasons now where they've played pretty well and they've got through to the playoffs, and it's it's been good fun. Um, and then this year is that kind of like will they, won't they? And sometimes that's more exciting in hockey, where it's like yeah. they've been playing shit, but they might just make their way in. Yeah, it's, it's so close with the Dallas. Yeah, the Dallas Stars. Like we have to suddenly start winning, and the team above us need to lose a couple. It's getting close to the wire. But my football team are in the exact same position with relegation as well. So I'm just living on my nerves at every team I support. I need to start doing some glory supporting. Just pick a random sport like fencing and pick the best person. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, uh, Baron Von Hardon. He's the best fencer. <laughs> That's his worst season ever. Gets stabbed. His wife leaves him. He gets a drug addiction. Damn Baron Von Hardon. Uh but thank you everyone we'll be back next week uh let us know if you have any topics in mind that you want us to do and we'll look forward to kind of seeing you thanks for tuning into this episode jesse thank you once again for being the brilliant co-host that you are um ah thank you guys for thank you for for tuning in uh we have a lot of back catalog episodes so please make sure you do go subscribe check them out they are on youtube or you can find us on spotify or any of those good places but that's a wrap folks enjoy the rest of your week thanks for sitting with us for an hour on your thursday evening enjoy your weekend enjoy the rest of your week and we shall see you soon goodbye good night Mwah. <laughs>